The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and it matters now that there are 64 teams. That's right, it's that time of year where it has gotten pretty mad, and it's March, and of course that means March Madness. And I'm not mad. The Ohio State University got a number two seed. I'm, I'm that's okay. I had a talk with Coach Lovely yesterday, and I told him, listen, as far as I'm concerned, as long as I'm one of those 64, as long as I got an invitation to the dance, I don't care. It really doesn't make a difference. It's just like, show up. Just put the uniform on. Don't make a difference who shows up. It's it's game time, baby. You shouldn't care who shows up. You don't care if you got a, a one seed, if you got a, you know, you got a, a 15th seed or a 14th seed. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. 16th seed. Yeah. If you got a one seed or a 16th seed, you, you shouldn't, you really shouldn't care. That's the bottom line. You know, I think, you know, when you see the young men at various universities across the country, you see the excitement on their face. The, the excitement is that they're in. And, and there used to be times where you see a couple teams that were sitting around that were on the bubble and they, and they were sad. Because they didn't get in. And I'm just going to share my perspective because those of you who listen to the show, you know. And in case you'd like to call me, give me a call, 888-346-9144. 
But, you know, many times people say it's a privilege to play the game. I'm not going to necessarily say it's a privilege to play the game. What I will say, though, as a matter of fact, that you do appreciate the game much more when you're away from it than you do when you're in it. Just ask Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has been on record saying recently he would give it all up to get one more chance, one play one more game to do it all over again. But is, is it a, a privilege? Wow. I, you know, that, that's pushing a little bit too far. You got to work awful damn hard to get there. I mean, there's some people, you know, you know, a privilege is sometimes, I think, you know, sometimes a privilege is a gift too. You know, somebody gave that to you, and you know, you're privileged to have. But when you when you gotta work so hard for something, it is hard work to make it to the NC two A tournament. It, it is it's hard work. That's there's nothing easy about what these young men and these young women do in college sports. It's a job. It's so much of a job. As a matter of fact, there are people that do the very same thing that they do. And make millions of dollars. It's, it's a job. I am telling you, it is a job. And the preparation for this moment, that's all you want. You know how sad it would be if you didn't make it? That if you were not picked as one of those 64 teams, just think about some of those teams that are on the bubble and didn't make it. That's sad. So I wouldn't really care if I'm, if I'm one or if I'm 16. So if I'm Gonzaga or if I'm Southern, because Southern could beat Gonzaga. You know why? Because they're there. They get a chance to play. So what? They're 16. I bet they'd rather be 16 than 17. Ain't no 17s. <laughs> it's four 16s. But ain't no 17s. So therefore, that 17th team, they, they home watching, wishing, saying, you, I wouldn't want to be. I didn't care if I wasn't a one or a two. Could I have been 16? So for all those out there that's so concerned, shout out to my man EJ Jr. out there at Central State University. Man, a hell of a linebacker used to give us all kinds of hell when he played for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, But, you know, you just want to be at the dance. You want to get in because if you can get in, you can win. And so I'm going to shout out. I'm going to shout out to the to the 16th seeds. The hell with the ones, because the ones, you know what? They may win, but like they said, history has shown four number ones have never gone to the final four. That's not going to happen. So one of those, I would be more concerned if I was a number one, because then if I was a number one, I would know that the chances are, you know, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to the final. I'm not, it's not going to happen because history just shows that. Now, some people trust in numbers and other people don't. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say if I'm, if I'm going to trust in numbers because history, hmm, that's what history is. It's, it's, it's a time in, 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 in the calendar of which something happens and you remember it forever. And most of the time, that's probably something that happened for the first time. And so, mm, who knows? Maybe history's in the making. Maybe all four number one seeds will make it. I doubt it. I clearly doubt it. But we'll see. I'm happy that the Ohio State University made it. And uh, I won't won't be disappointed if they lose. I just, you know, it's not a homer. I support 
my university, and I should support my university. Speaking of support my university, I also support people from my home state. And that is the state of OHIO. Shout out to those OHs out there. I'm going to know I'm going to get some IOs right back. And LeBron James, even though he is down there in Miami, the young man is from, of course, the rubber city, Akron, Ohio. And so I just, man, listen, don't hate, just appreciate the fact that you're here on this earth to watch one of the greatest athletes of all time. You know, that's one thing about history is sometimes, and thank God for the Internet, you know, because I missed the Celtic game. I heard the results, of it, but I missed it. But I missed the dunk. Now, for all those out there who think that a dunk is only represents two points, that's all that shows up on the scoreboard. But <laughs> you obviously haven't played the game. You haven't been posterized. And I, you know what? Most of the time, those people that say that a dunk is only two points, is somebody that's been posterized, I bet, or somebody who's never played the game. Because I'm sorry, there are too many intangibles that go along with the game. And I'm talking about emotions. And I'm talking about how it can change the tide. And all of a sudden, it's just, wow, you know, hey, they got momentum with them now. And you can't tell me that that dunk on Jason Terry was just two points. That dunk is more than two points to LeBron James and to anybody and everybody. Listen, I tell you what. The business of sports, that dunk was worth more than two points. It's some advertiser out there right now on the Internet that got their, their product pasted up right next to that dunk. And how many times have people seen their product? Now, if that was just a normal shot, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't make it. It wouldn't be important. We wouldn't be talking about it. Get over it and understand the fact that you've got to understand that a dunk is more than just two points. A dunk is extremely important. To turn momentum around. And, and, and it's okay every now and then. You know, I used to ask the coach if I could take a personal file. <laughs> but, you know, and again, not, it ain't, it's not cheap. I just need to send a message. I, I need to do something that perhaps maybe might be borderline. It might be 15 yards, but it's, I'm not going to get ejected. So it might be, you know, I might do something that, you know, mm, questionable. I was never a dirty player, but I'm going to tell you what, I, I, I need to just take this 15-yard penalty just to send this message. And, and, and Jason Terry had a little bit of too many words throughout the week. And as a matter of fact, just since he's been in the league, Jason, wanted to be, you know, trash talk is, is part of the game. There's a few guys who do it a little better than others, but I think – from one of the greatest players that ever played the game, he's not the greatest player now because, again, I don't care if you're hurt or whatever it is that we can't, we don't, we don't put asterisks next to not the greatest player because he's hurt. We just don't do that. And so right now, Kobe is, you know, Kobe's not at 100%. So right now, if you, okay, if I got to pick the best basketball player in the world, who do I want on my team right now? It's LeBron James. Okay. And Kobe said, you don't trash talk to LeBron. It's ineffective. Don't do it. Leave that man. Don't motivate that man. Jason Terry, didn't you listen to Kobe Bryant? Woo. And it was that, that, that stare, that, that dunk deserved the stare. 
because he should have just moved out the way. That was Lebr- that's LeBron James. You know who that. You know him when you see him. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's LeBron James. You know that. Get out the way. Don't get posterized. You don't get you don't get paid on that post. LeBron does. You ain't gonna get paid on that one. People will talk about that dunk. It already is, you know, being questioned as perhaps maybe it's in the conversation of this year, you know, two of the best this year. And I think it's up there. But I tell you what, that dunk inspired that team. And that look, that stare that went along with it was worth that technical. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And you got to be you. And I'm just so happy for LeBron, the way he's playing basketball now. The man has lived up to the potential that he had. And he still has, and that we all knew we were just waiting for him to get over that home. Once he got that ring, wasn't no thing. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Net. What I hear a little music, I gotta take a little break, and then I'm gonna come back. D, do I hear that music? Of course I do. Right on time. We'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga race course. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music. You know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Hey, I'm going to do something that I never did before. I just so happen to be in the studios, and I don't know if the gentleman is here or if he's gone already, but it happens to be a book 
that caught my attention is in, in the studios. And so I want to share the name of this book with many of you out there uh, because it, it's, it's something that's near and dear uh, to my heart because um, I've had many friends that I've lost uh, as a result over the years of, of them doing some things that I wish they would have never done. And, and they became uh, addicted to uh, some illegal drugs. And, and the name of this book is Defining Moments. It's a suburban father's journey into his son's oxy addiction. I, I guess the, 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 the drug out there nowadays is the Oxycontin or, or something of that nature. But I just want to say this. If a father has to go down this journey, down this road, and he has to go down this road to try to save his son, I'm for that father and I'm for that son. And I, I, I just pray to God that I don't know who this, this body author is, Bradley, Bradley V. DeHaven. And, and, and whoever Bradley is and whoever his son is, uh, I pray for them both. And, and I hope that his son has made it, and I hope that his father is, is still there by his side. But a father and son that has to go through a struggle together uh, certainly needs our prayers. So, again, the name of the book is Defining Moments, A Suburban Father's Journey into His Son's Oxy Addiction. And it's by Bradley the haven. Okay, let's get back to something else, you know, because that, that's that kind of addiction. And God knows I'm praying for those people. But, of course, there's a, those of us who are stuck on sports. And I'm stuck on football a little bit. It's kind of hard for me to move away from it. My first love is basketball. But there are always some things that intrigue me when they happen and, and the way they reveal themselves in the media. And, and right now, I'm a little concerned about the way the contract negotiation uh, has has revealed itself when it comes to Wes Welker and him him leaving um, the New England Patriots and going to the Denver Broncos. Now I will say this because I've, I've been in a situation before, and and shout out to to my coach Fred Bruni, uh, who was my secondary coach when I was with the Philadelphia Eagles, a, a Buckeye as well, and 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 and, and Marion Campbell, and and but I, I remember Marion Campbell in particular saying to me, the head Marion Campbell coach was the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Marion was telling me how, you know, he understood what it was like and, and, you know, to feel like you were wanted by your team, that you're giving so much to them. And it, it's important to know that, that your team wants you, that they want you to be a member of that team. I feel that way about a lot of things in life. See, there's so many things that happen in life that carry over into sports and things that happen in the sports that carry over in your life. After all, sports is a part of your life. Sports is not your life, but it's certainly a part of your life. And so things that happens and emotions that you may carry that may have the way you may be affected emotionally in sports, it could spill over into your life at home. Shout out to my man Kwame Lassa who just told me, you know, you know, he don't want anybody living in his guest house because Kwame would go there sometimes just to just to let the emotions out. He'd go to the guest house before he entered into the house with the rest of the family just to chill and relax. Get all that tension, all that emotion out of him that was football related and had nothing to do with his family. Somebody might have pissed you off in practice and you just, you know, you just didn't get it all out of you in practice. And now you go home and that's not for your family. You got to be able to leave work at work and go home and be a father and a husband. Now, I understand Wes, got some, Wes Walker has some problems here, some, you know, and couldn't get this deal worked out. But I'm not so sure. I'm going to read into this in my own way. Since they invaded, you know, the owners have invaded Phoenix, you know, so they're here. They relax, having a good time, making some business decisions. You know, they made a good one. I, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a good one they made. I believe it's a good one they made. I'll let you know when I find out more about it. But they did settle some things with the former players. 
as relate to our likenesses and images and licensing opportunities. Um, but, you know, Wes Walker, did, did you remember the Super Bowl and, you know, when Tom Brady's wife kind of, you know, you know, Wes can't, you know, he didn't catch the ball. And, and Okay, I'm, come on, we can't forget that. I don't even, I really don't know if, if those two and that family, because a team is a family, if a family ever recovered from that. Because remember, they franchised, put that franchise tag on Wes Walker. So he, he got paid pretty good last year. And, and, and he got paid pretty good last year. And then, you know, and then this year there was some good money on the table. And supposedly, the way it's put out there by, you know, by Mr. Kraft, he took less money. He's going to take less money home than what the Patriots were offering him. Mm. And I mean like a couple million dollars. Now, again, the young man, just like everybody else, when we talk about the stuff that's happening as it relates to players and medical evaluations and team doctors, you know, let's, let, let's understand that people have learned and, 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 and they understand and a little bit more educated in their field of work than they were years back then. Because if they weren't, I'm sure as hell they wouldn't be been telling me and everybody else to keep your helmet on. Don't take your helmet off and get away from that water because you're going to catch cramps. That, 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 that's, that's the way trainers, coaches, don't drink all that water. You're going to get cramps. Keep your helmet on. I guess they, they never heard of heat strokes. They, they didn't know you can get dehydrated. I, I, I'm assuming they didn't because I'm sure that that wasn't their goal for you to become dehydrated. Because after all, you could have a heat stroke and you could die. So I believe what's happened is over the years, people have become, they've learned a little bit more. They've studied, did a little bit more research. And so now they're better informed now than they were back then. And I'm pretty sure that Wes Walker is a little bit more informed as it relates to contract negotiations and his agent than he was maybe a year ago. He had a whole, he had a whole year to think about. He knew that they knew. The team knew. Mr. Kraft knew. Everybody knew. So when it comes time for Wes to get a new deal, he's had a whole year to, to think about, a whole year to play, and performed well. And you're telling me he's going to leave $2 million on the table? I mean, really? After all the, 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 the tragic stories they've heard about players who leave the game and supposedly all of us are broke. You know, none of us have, you know, have any successful examples out here. Really? And so Wes Walker, you, you're going to leave two, with, with everything that's happened to former players, you're really going to leave $2 million on the table? I mean, after all, you do have a, a you know, you, you have a, an, an, an intelligent wife who feels that Ray Lewis is, you know, is not worthy of, you know, what we think about him. And I'm sure she would have had some input into your decision to leave $2 million. After all, if she knows so much about Ray Lewis, I think she knows a little bit about money. This woman's going to let you leave $2 million on the table? I mean, that's that's spending money. If you don't want it, you know, you can, you know, maybe she's not Tiger Woods' wife who say, okay, we're going to do a $300 million deal or a $200 million deal, you know, prenup if we're going to get back into this thing. Maybe she wasn't as skilled or she didn't know something, but something happened. How can Mr. Kraft come and tell the world that Wes left as much as $2 million on the table if he'd have took the deal 
that the Patriots was offering him, if that's the truth. And again, <laughs> you know, Terry Bruski, who just, you know, I, you know, hey, I guess he's Mr. Patriot. But, you know, he, he you know, Mr. Kraft was, you know, transparent and very open and, and, you know, and gave great detail into, you know, how he really was trying to keep West in New England. So he must be telling the truth. Teddy Bruce said that, right? But $2 million? I don't believe it. That's what I'm trying to get to. I don't believe it. There's something else going on there. And Wes was trying to get out of town. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. Get out of town. If I'm going to go play with Peyton Manning, okay, just give me as much money as you can and, and, and give me a lot of incentives because I know I'm going to catch some balls because guess what? I'm going to get here. I'm going to develop a relationship because just as I'm sure that Wes has admired Tom over the years, you know, he and Tom got together extremely well. They had a great friendship, great relationship. Tom threw him the ball. So now you're going to go up there and now you got a man named Peyton. And, and, and all you got to do is develop a relationship with Peyton and you become his go-to guy. And guess what? You're going to catch a whole lot of footballs. And contracts are structured. Listen, if you're the leading receiver on the team, ah, you lead the team in receptions, you're going to get paid X amount of dollars. It's an incentive. And then also, it's like if you catch X amount of balls, you're going to get some additional money. And if you catch more than that, you're going to get some additional money. And then if you lead in your conference in receptions, you're going to get that money. If you lead in your division, you lead in your conference, you lead in the league. You make all pro. So perhaps maybe that $2 million that he may perhaps have left on the table, he felt that he could make that up if he went to somebody like Peyton Manning. Who's going to look for a safe receiver? You remember now, Peyton has always done that. Peyton has always found his security blanket someplace. You know, you know whether it was Reggie Wayne or whether it was, you know, uh, you know, Somebody else, he, 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 he Marvin Harrison, he, he always had, you know, his go-to guy. And so I think that Wes feels like I could be that person for Peyton Manning. I could be his go-to guy. And guess what? I can make my money. But it, I'm going to go back to that Super Bowl loss. And I think that was okay. <laughs> the writing is on the wall. Tom Brady's wife said that i'm sure wes walker's wife didn't really like those comments but the family feud has to you know it has to take secondary it becomes secondary to the team chemistry and then i think perhaps maybe the team chemistry never was the same because i think if i'm tom brady over the years this is my man this is, I mean, I understand the business of sports, but you got to understand the business, the business is the business, but the business is the game. And if the game isn't successful and the team isn't winning, the business isn't doing well. Not according to the Patriots way. You got to play a certain way. You got to be of certain character and you got to win. That's the bottom line. And so in my mind, it appears to me that the chemistry Something happened to the chemistry. And the chemistry is, guess what? Nah. Wes had to go. And so so I think Wes is going to find himself up there. And, and he and remember now, this is not Donovan McNabb. 
you know, going to the Washington Redskins. This is a little different because when Donovan had to leave Philadelphia and go to the Redskins, Donovan truly has seen his best years. West walking out, this happens, you know, your, your, your age accelerates in sports. And so you can one, particularly in football, just like, you know, that's why football players don't, we don't play as many games as the other sports. So for every one game we play, they may play baseball and basketball may play five or 10 football, baseball may play what, how many, you know, six, just do the math. You know, you know how many games they play 80 something in basketball, you know, what is it? Baseball. Okay. So your age is, is you age much faster and much quicker. And so what we're looking at now is we're, we're looking at Wes Welker, and he may be very good this year, but next year he could, I mean, the year after that he could go down. And if he gets injured, whew, it could accelerate that. But certainly Donovan had his best years ahead of him. Wes Welker still has something in the tank. And I think because Wes, the way Wes plays the game, see, Wes is he's, he's more quick than he is fast. But because of where he plays in the slot, his quickness is to his advantage because, again, Tom, you know, Tom has done it for years. Tom has gotten the ball out of his hands, you know, 1,001, 1,002, it's gone. You know, 1,001, 1,002, or, or just look up, 1,001, boom, boom. You know, Wes puts one little move, and he's quick enough, he's elusive enough that he can, you know, make that quick move and catch the ball. Hand-eye coordination, extremely, it's exceptional. He's, I, I'll give it to him. It's exceptional. He doesn't drop a lot of passes at all. Very sure-handed person. You know, we used to call them possession receivers. I wouldn't necessarily say that Wes Welker is a possession receiver because, you know, hey, Wes can shake you and he could take it deep on you. But, but what he is is he is a security blanket for a accurate quarterback. Now, don't try to throw anything where he got to make, a, you know, a crazy catch. He doesn't always do that real well. You know, his body is extremely flexible, you know, pretty couture. He can move it around. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, those acrobatic catches, mm, he can do the one hand. The gloves, are, you know, you guys have seen the gloves nowadays. The gloves are so, you know, Wes can stick it out there, grab it in. But I, I, I just think that when he gets there in Denver, he's going to embrace Mr. Payton. Mr. Payton is going to embrace him. John Elway is going to embrace them both. And he's going to get them the keys to the Cadillac. That's, that's the bottom line. That's some old school stuff right there. He's going to give them the keys to the Cadillac. You know, there's no, no Lamborghini. It's the Cadillac. You know, John, the car dealer, he's going to give them the keys to the Cadillac. And Peyton going to make it happen. Now, here's the thing about it. They got to play each other. If somebody's going to come out of that and go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> come on. AFC, they're they going to play each other. And so I'm, I'm just really, really, really excited to see that Wes has moved. And now, it's, it's now you know what it is now? It's now with Bill Belichick, and I'm not sure, listen, I, I'm not sure. Bill has called so many plays that he's relied on Wes along with Tom that I'm not so sure he's really, uh, he was a part of the negotiation, he was trying to get it done. I'm not sure he's real happy about this because although he may trust his system, he also trusts his players. So he had a system, but he had a player in the system, in that position, that that's where the ball was going to majority of time when you needed to make something happen. And so now the same system, but minus the player that you depended upon. So do you still trust the system to execute that play 
I don't know. I'm not so sure. I got to see what you're going to do, what you're going to put in that slot. And who's going to be that man. And if that man can make it happen. Because the bottom line is still, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things you have to be able to do. And the number one thing is, is what Wes was able to do is catch the ball. The one time he didn't catch the ball, <laughs> everybody thought it was, you know, well, it was a pretty bad mistake. I don't know if it was the worst one ever happened in pro football, but kind of upset Mrs. Brady. Kind of made her husband look bad. So can he catch the ball? Whoever it is that's going to replace Wes Walker for Tom Brady, can he catch the ball? Because guess what? Mr. Manny knows that Wes can catch the ball, and Mr. Manny knows he's going to throw the ball to Wes. So, all right, you know, that's interesting. I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about that some more on the other side of the break. I hear a little music in the background, so we're going to take this break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's beautiful in Phoenix today. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at youbet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Okay, of course I told you I was going to talk about this just a little bit. And, whew, okay. The owners are obviously out here in uh, Arizona. I spent some time out here in Arizona. And um, there was there was a little business that was taken care of. 
And uh, that business had to do with particularly the retired players' uh, settlement of a lawsuit over the players' images. And, of course, Jim Brown was a part of that. Uh, shout out to Elvin Bethea. Uh, I think Dan Pastorini was there as well. Um, but it, it's, it's something that has been lingering for uh, a long time, you know, and it's uh, uh, it, it's good. I think it's good when, you know, you can come to terms and you can agree on things. But but I also think that it's good that uh, that everybody involved uh, you know, get a chance to at least be briefed uh, to truly understand, you know, what the deal is. And um, I think we're getting to that point. You know, I'm just, you know, it's just hard. It's, it's, it's always leaves a better taste in your mouth. Whenever you have to, it's okay. I'm a fighter. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a fighter. I have, I have tried, I've worked over the years. I've tried my best to um to leave my emotions uh, out of a discussion as it relates to my own you know opinion as it relates to how it relates to business because business is business it's not personal it's business and my personal opinion is my personal opinion if somebody else's opinion is different than mine then i i should respect that person's opinion and then i've also understood the fact that you know even though you think something should not hurt an individual, there are times where you may say things or you may do things that they actually hurt another person. And so you have to understand the fact that their tolerance of pain, you may not understand what that is on a physical perspective, an aspect, and you may not know what that is from an emotional aspect. Somebody could, you could say something to somebody, you could say, boo! And you could scare them so much that they actually break down crying. Uh, I know that from a fact. When I was a little boy, that, that happened to me. My brother scared me. My father had just passed away. My brother scared me, and I saw my father. And so I cried. My brother, you know, it's like all I did was scare you and say, boo, and, 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 and you, you crying? And, and I was a high school student, and I was crying because when he said boo, when I saw him, when I came around the corner, he said boo, I didn't see him. I saw my father who we had just buried. And so maybe my brother thought I shouldn't have cried, I, but, but I cried. And so... When two people are able to come to terms of an agreement and, and, and make a settlement, when two sides are able to do that, you hope that it's, you know, for the benefit of all and that they can go on and go forward. And nobody come back later feeling as if they were compromised. And so what I, I say this because there are many times when, when, when athletes today, current athletes, and, and, and former athletes find themselves on two different sides of the fence because there is an additional voice of influence who may be feeding information to one who is not knowledgeable and doesn't have all the information, and they just may get one perspective. And it's always a take, 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 and it's never a give, give, give. And, and what happens, see, when I look at this man, Jim Brown, I understand that this man worked as hard as he could to be the best athlete he possibly could. And Jim Brown also stood up for a lot of other things outside of the game, you know, that had more to do with, you know, social issues in the 60s and civil rights. 
that this man is he's he's somebody who is uh, an individual that cared more about others many times than he cared about himself. And he was willing to make a sacrifice to make things better for others than to make them for himself. And he, along with, with Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Bill Russell, those men stood for some things that I'm not sure the athletes of my generation or the athletes of today would be willing to stand up and fight for it. This man continues to fight, even though he's long been out of the game, but still perceived to be by some as the greatest to ever play the game. You know, some people still consider Jim Brown. There are people who don't even know who Jim Brown is. You can take a kid who's maybe 20 years old. He has no clue who Jim Brown is. Take a kid who's 25 years old. He may have no clue who Jim Brown is. One of the greatest running, you know, there are some people who transcend the time and era of which they play. And, and you would stop and think if I needed a player today, would I take that player that played in the 60s and play him today? Hell yeah, I'd take Jim Brown. In a minute. There are some people you get, you know, there's, there's, there's some people who play certain positions uh, years ago that could not play those positions today. You know, Megatron, Megatron wouldn't have been a wide receiver years ago in, in the 60s. Never. No, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald would have probably been a running back. Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't have been a receiver. Never. You know, they're, they're, you know, middle linebackers, we don't want to go into that one. But certainly what Jim Brown has done, again, another historical moment today. Jim Brown, again, right there in the middle of things again, shaking things up, not going to stand for this. Understands that, listen, there's time, just like I said, over the years, athletes have learned, they've gained knowledge. And they understand business a lot better than they did then. Because if they would have understood business then, when, when Jim played in the 60s, what the athletes are negotiating for today would have already been in place. There would be no need. Those kinds of deals, would have, they would, no, there would be no, why would you have to negotiate for something today when you, uh, why would you have to you know, fight for something today that you fought for years ago? And so, Jim, I appreciate the fact that you stayed in the game. And that's the thing about a player, stay in the game. Stay in the game. You, you guys that are in the game today, stay in the game because you are going to be the former players that are going to have to fight for, the, for your sons and for your grandsons. That's what you're going to have to do. And, and that's what Jim Brown is doing. You don't understand what Jim Brown is fighting for today is not for him. It's for you. You're a current player today. You become a former player tomorrow. It's just a matter of an injury. That's all it is. And your status changes from a current to a former. They have, they have a word for you. They identify you. You, you fall in a, a category, a demographic of people who used to play the game. And so those people who no longer play the game anymore, when they fight for players who don't play the game anymore, they're fighting for your rights as well. And so don't look at it as, as everything being taken away from you. It's just being deferred. That's all. See, we're not smart enough when players, I, I'm one of those players, I deferred some money, I should have deferred a whole lot more. But we want it all now. We don't think about that. 
We don't understand the benefit of pay me now or pay me later. See, it's one thing about this thing. You know, it's so funny that when you are, you know, one of those people that, you know, people just never get enough of you. That everybody just gives you everything. You know, you have an abundance of everything. And when you have an abundance, you have too much. So you need to put some away for later. And we're just trying to help you to put some away for later because you don't you don't know. You don't understand. You think, you know, everything, but you don't know everything. So what Jim is actually doing and what, what the former president is actually doing, we're fighting for our sons, our grandsons, and future athletes. And we're protecting them from themselves. And we're saying, listen, we're going to defer some of these things, and you're going to be able to benefit from them years from now. And I tell you what, I want all you to understand, you're, you're going to see history. History will be sustained. It won't go away. The legacies of which we're unfamiliar with now, we'll see those players. We'll know those names. We'll remember them. You'll be able to tell them. that The dunk that I talked about earlier, LeBron James on Jason Terry, I'll be able to ask my grandson. Oh, don't you remember a dunk by J- No, no. Oh, well, that's okay. Hold on. Let me just search. Boom. Let me take you to your Bam, here it is. See, we're fighting for the right. We 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 want to have. We want Jim Brown to be able to. Why can't Jim Brown have his own website where Jim Brown can don't you know he doesn't people you're gonna Google him anyway. You're gonna meet a man like Jim Brown just like when I came here to Phoenix, Arizona. I met people, shook their hands, came back to the same place football practice for my son two days later and those people had obviously googled me how do i know because i knew the way they addressed me and the things that they the comments they made they would only know if they read something that was online i didn't give them the article so jim wants the the ability to you know what that's his image that's his likeness and if somebody's going to use it to their benefit can he benefit a little bit too is there something wrong with that i don't think it is and so that's those are kind of things that this fight was all about. It was about the fact that, listen, we want to just, you know, take the images of you and the great things you did to bring joy to the fans of this great sport called football. And we want to memorialize that legacy forever and ever and ever. And we want to put it someplace and we want people to see it and we want to make money off of it time and time and time and time again. But Jim, you don't deserve any of that. What'd you do? You're only the greatest running back ever. What'd you do? You just you just ran everybody over. You just pushed everybody out your way. You just worked your ass off all those years. You just one of the greatest lacrosse players. And speaking of Jim Brown and lacrosse, man, I got to give it up to the lacrosse players. I had not been paying much attention to lacrosse until somebody just, you know, refreshed my memory about Jim Brown's days. And I've been watching some highlights of how physical they play in the game. Okay, I'm gonna give it up to you. You know, you you know, you got a little rough and tough going on there. It, ain't, it still ain't football. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you know, it, it, it still ain't football. There's a whole lot more contact you gotta you know you gotta deal with on a regular basis. Every play, every down. You know, and 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 bigger men, three hundred. Plus pound, just put them in the game. I'm sorry, I ain't seen a 300-pound lacrosse player yet. And, you know, you got to put some Pete Johnsons back there at fullback, you know, for me to, you know, give you some props on your, you know, how vicious your hits are. 
Show me a Ronnie Lott, a Wes Hopkins, a Kenny Easley, a, a Dennis Smith, Brian Dawkins. You know, I'm talking about some cats who was laying some wood. Show me some, you know, some of them guys. And then perhaps maybe I can give it to you. But, Jim, thank you for fighting for young men that are playing the game today. They don't understand. They don't respect it. But I respect you. Born and raised in Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. Saw you play many years for the Cleveland Browns. And the fact that even today, just like you fought for civil rights, you now you're fighting for football players. And, and we appreciate the fact that you're still fighting. We appreciate the fact that you're still here with us, Jim. You know, there's a lot of football players from your generation, even mine, who came years after yours, who, who are not with us. And so you've done enough to, to, to keep yourself as healthy as you probably, you know, possibly could be. I understand you got a little limp there, and we hope that gets better. But I, I just want to take the time out just to pay the homage and, and thank you. And, and Elvin Bethea, I know, was a part of that. And, you know, I know Dan Pastorini was a part of that. And, uh, you know, and, and we all are a part of it we're, or will benefit from it. Uh, but just the fact that you had the fortitude to, to stand up to them and to them, who is them? You know, them is, is Big Brother, Big Brother's National Football League. And I and I, you know, I'm not even sure that that might not has a problem with your dismissal out in Cleveland a couple of years ago. But I believe you back. If you're not back, then I need to do some homework. But if you ain't back, you should be back. But Jim is back. Give him the ball. He took the ball. He helped former players. Current players will benefit because they, too, one day will be former players. So shout out to Jim Brown. Thank you for all that you've done. And uh, I think I'm going to have to close here. But, you know, I've been running my mouth. But I, Jim Brown, just just thank you. If not the greatest, one of the greatest to ever play the game of pro football. And thank you and the rest of the guys, Jim, for fighting for me. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. LeBron James. Whoa, oh, did you see that? Jason Terry, get out the way. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.